0: We're in a series called It's Giving Christmas. And, you know, it's a fun little thing that we, we, we say, you know. But the reason why we are giving Christmas is because we want to make sure that as believers here, hi, <laughs> as believers here, that we are giving Christmas to people every day. And when I say giving Christmas, I mean giving Christ to people every day. And today we are going to look at a very familiar fellow that we know a lot of us have known him for many years he's probably the I'd like to say the second most popular man at Christmas time do you know who I'm talking about anybody what what Santa guys we're going to talk about Santa today yes we are going to talk about Santa on Christmas right and some of y'all may know Santa this way right Santa got a cell phone now y'all he, he needs to, you know, he needs to make calls. He he needs to check on Mrs. Claus, right? I mean, but some of y'all may know Santa this way, right? Rebel Santa, you know? Santa Santa got to get around too, you know? And then if you're like my husband... <laughs> You may know Santa this way. He is dabbing on them, okay? So and check out my husband's shirt. He has a dabbing satin shirt on. It's like the ultimate dad shirt, right? Um, But guys, I want to tell you a little story about how I knew Santa as a kid. Yes, this is me with my little puff balls barely, barely holding on. I mean, those those puff balls are just barely holding on, y'all. But every morning or every night in the middle of the night, I would wake up in the middle of the night, get my blanket, and go to the top of the stairs. We lived in a Philly house, so we had the banisters, you know? And so I would peek through the banister so I could try to catch Santa in the act. I wanted to catch him because I I knew the gifts were going to get there somehow, but I'm like, I want to see him with my own eyes. And I would do that, and I would wait and wait and wait, and I'm like, I am going to stay awake. You know what happened? Fall asleep! Fall asleep! Every single time, I would fall asleep, and then I would wake up, the gifts were there. The gifts were there, and I'm like, ah, I missed them. So you know what I would do? Next year, same thing. I'm going to wake up a little bit later, because then I'll be able to catch them. I know the routine now, so I would wake up in the middle of the night, you know, a little, little, little later, wait and wait and wait, fall asleep, and somehow the Christmas gifts were there. I did that Every year for I don't know how many years, maybe until I was 30, Mom, I don't know how how many years did I do that? But I did that year after year after year. And I wonder, I said, you know, why do I keep showing up? If I know the gifts are gonna be there, right? But you know what? I, I think it's something to be said about when you know something good is gonna happen, you keep showing up, right? And I think that's why we come to church every Sunday. I think that's why we keep believing when things are tough. It's because we keep showing up because we know something something good is going to come. And so when I think about the Christmas story, I think that's what the Christmas story is all about. It's about, you know, we go through some stuff, we wait and we wait, but we know something something good is going to happen. And so I want to go to a part of the Christmas story that we don't always go to. And it's just a couple of short verses, and I'll give you a little bit of background. Jesus is born at this point, he's born in the manger, and his good Jewish parents take him to be blessed at the temple, just like any good parents would do. And when they get to the temple, they run into Simeon. Simeon is a man who was well loved, well respected, and he blesses Mary and Joseph, the parents of Jesus, and he blesses Jesus. But what he says blew Mary and Joseph away. He says, the child that is born, this baby, comes to bring joy. And at that point, Mary and Joseph are blown away because they know that someone now is confirming what had already been told to them. But Anna, Anna, we don't know a lot about her. Anna is the one that I really want to focus in on, because Anna comes along Simeon. I just want to read a couple of short verses about Anna that we find in uh, Luke 2 at the end of the Christmas story. Anna is a prophet. She was also there in the temple. She was the daughter of Phineal from the tribe of Asher, and she was very old. I hate to be described that way in scripture, but... uh, She was very old. Her husband died when they had been married only seven years, y'all. And she lived as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but stayed there day and night, worshiping God with fasting and prayer. She came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. She talked about the child to everyone who had been waiting expectantly for God to rescue them to rescue Jerusalem. Here's a little bit about what Anna and Simeon knew. Anna and Simeon knew that what was prophesied years ago, a child is born to us, a son is given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. He will guide us. Mighty God, he is our strength everlasting father, that we can go to him today, tomorrow, and forever, and prince of peace, that he reigns authority over every stress, anxiety, depression. He is prince of peace. This is what she knew, and this is why she showed up. There was hope there. There was hope there, and what I love about Anna and what she tells us in this is that Jesus is our hope too, And when we continue in the scripture, there are two things that I want to point out. Because there are times in my life, if I can be really honest with y'all, that Christmas was not my jam. Christmas was not the holiday that I would celebrate and get excited. It was a time where it reminded me of the struggles that I had in my life. It was times that reminded me of my loneliness when I was single. It was times in my life that my family didn't look like other families. But then when I read this about Anna and how long she waited, this was a woman who was a widow for most of her life and only married seven years, but she showed up to the temple. It says day and night and worshiped and fasted and prayed. I don't know about you, but you might be waiting on something a really long time. You have been praying for something for a really long time. Anna's hope was not in, in who she was and her struggle that she was a widow. Her hope was in how God sees her. See, she's explained in this scripture as a woman who prayed and worshipped. She was explained as old and she was explained as a widow, but she was claimed in the eyes of God as a prophet. This is what we know about Anna, that she was a worshiper. And I believe that is the hope that the Christmas story gives us, that we can go to God and worship even when we're waiting, even when we're struggling. And our identity, our identity of who we are is found in Jesus, not in our struggles. Not in our struggles. In 2 Corinthians, it says, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here, y'all. Jesus' is hope that reminds us of who we are, not what we've been through. And I don't know what Christmas looks like for you this year, but I just want to remind you, when you think about the Christmas story and you think about hope, think about your identity, is found in Jesus. He is your hope. And the second thing that I love about Anna is that it says that she waited expectantly, y'all. Like when we wait, sometimes we wait like, oh, I wonder if it's going to happen. You know, I I hope that it's going to happen, but can I read to you? I just looked this up this morning. The definition of expectantly is with an excited feeling that something is about to happen, especially something good. I want to wait expectantly for stuff. I'm tired of waiting for the maybes and the coulds and the shoulds. I want to wait like Anna waited and how she assumed everybody else was waiting expectantly for God. When we wait for Jesus, when we wait for him to do what only he can do, we're waiting for something good. Not because he's going to give us what we ask for and what we want, because he's good. He's good. And so he, she waited expectantly for God. When I think about Santa Claus, I love this painting. Uh, this is by an, an artist who struggled a lot uh, with his own addiction. And he went to a monastery one day and had a vision of Santa and Jesus. And why he did this was because he believed, just like many, many others, that Santa Claus is biblical. Saint Nick was someone who was in our history books. It's someone that we can believe did some good things, but even Santa bows to the name of Jesus. Even Santa bows to the name of Jesus. And Scripture tells us that all, at the, the voice of Jesus, at the mention of his name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. If you're here today, I just want to remind you, as you're thinking about Christmas and the kids are thinking about Santa, wherever you fall on the spectrum, of, if he's real, if he's on a motorcycle, if he has a cell phone, I just want to remind you that Santa gives us some hope. You know, as kids, I feel like Santa gives kids hope. It, it reminds us of the Christmas spirit. But Jesus is hope. Jesus is hope. He's hope for all of us. He's hope in our struggles. He's hope in our loneliness. He's hope in the things that we desire our families to look like. He is hope. And when we wait for something, when we wait for something, when we pray for something, when we're patiently waiting for something, we can wait with expectancy that something good is going to happen. You know, I asked my mom as I was preparing for this, um, can you tell me a little bit more about why I waited up at night, and she didn't really, like, remember, like, that part of it, but she remembered, like, she just put me out there, and she's like, well, I remember that you used to sneak and look in the closets, like, every year, and under the bed, and, like, wherever I thought the gifts were, I was looking there, and so much that she, my mom is here, she said, you said you used to hide them in the car, eventually, she was hiding the gifts in the car, and, and, I asked her, I was like, why did I do that? You know, like, why did I want to spoil the surprise? And she said to me that I was so curious as a kid. Like, I needed to know how things happen. I needed to see Santa go down our chimney, which was closed off, by the way. So there is no way that he was getting down our chimney. Um, But I needed to see with my own eyes I needed to see something real, something tangible, you know, like I, I just needed to see it. And, and what happens sometimes, I think even for us, is that if we don't see the specifics, how the things work, how is God going to do this? How will he pull us out? Sometimes we don't want to show up anymore. We, we, we lose our faith. We lose our hope. But something about when we have that childlike faith, we keep showing up. We keep showing up, even if we don't understand the details and the mechanics of how is God going to get my son out of this? How is God going to heal my depression? How is God going to give me a baby? How, how is God going to do any of this? But somehow we still show up because if God doesn't give us what we want, we know that we can wait expectantly for something good. Something good, and that's Jesus. And so if you're here today and maybe someone invited you today and you're not really too sure about this Jesus thing, I just want to encourage you that maybe you don't need to know all the mechanics and the details like I like I missed every year with Santa to know that Jesus is real. And maybe today the nudge is I'm just going to put one foot in front of the other and I'm just going to keep showing up and keep believing, even if I can't see exactly what Santa or Jesus is going to do. So I'm going to ask you guys to stand and pray, and we're going to worship. And I just want to pray over all of us as we just go into the Christmas season and celebrating, just as a reminder that Jesus is hope. He he is a gift to us this season, but he is our hope. And so if anything comes up where you're just unsure, you have uncertainty, you're you're still just wondering what if, how this is going to happen, just be reminded of Jesus, that Jesus was born to give us hope. He is our ultimate hope. So, God, I just pray today for every single person who is here. And God, we just pray together as a family that if there's anyone here who is questioning or asking or looking for answers, that you would just be with them this holiday season and every day, God, that you would just remind them that they can keep showing up, that they can wait expectantly on something good. You are something good. And God, for everyone else who hasn't taken that step here today, God, if uh, there is anything that is moving in them. We just ask that they would have uh, the courage to just, just surrender to God right now and say that they just haven't had it all figured out and we are all broken in this thing together. But, God, I, I just give you every part of me. I believe that you were born and that you died and rose again for all of my brokenness, all of my sin. And so I claim you right now in this time, God. And, and we, we claim you and we also say, God, that we repent all of us to you all of our brokenness and all of our sin and god we know and believe that you have forgiven us and we pray all of this in the name of jesus amen and merry christmas merry christmas